Hey campers, it's Abby here, the voice behind Camp Fear. I just wanted to let you know that there will be no new episode this week. We're still getting ready for an epic second part of No Signal next week. In the meantime, have you checked out our sister podcast yet? It's called P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror, and it's great for those on the go. Terror in bite-sized pieces. The best part? There's a new episode every single weekday. Just keep listening to hear two of my favorite episodes, Milkshake and Wig. See you next week, campers, and don't forget to bring your fears and leave in. Well, leave with a chill and a smile. P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror. Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine. Milkshake. Morty's Ice Cream Shop makes the best milkshakes. Everyone in town knows that. But unlike some of the newer ice cream parlors in town, Morty's only serves three flavors. Classic chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. No twists, no swirls, no cotton candy, tiger tail, strawberry cheesecake, magic potion, or cherry overload extravaganza. Just chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. They also only have two sizes, small and large, but they do have three different thicknesses. Thick, thicker, and thickest. Morty is a master when it comes to making milkshakes, but not so creative when it comes to naming them. What can I get for you girls today? Morty asks from behind the counter. I'll have a small chocolate, thick, Sally says. And I'll have a large vanilla, thicker, Francine says next, her words coming out as if she had won something. Morty nods and then turns to face me. And what would you like? Normally, I'd order a large, thick strawberry, but for some reason, my eyes are drawn to the word thickest on the board. I'm not even sure why it's up there, considering I've never, in all of my trips to Morty's Ice Cream Shop, of which there have been plenty, seen anybody ever order thickest. But it's all I can see when I close my eyes. There's a lineup, so if you're not going to, large, strawberry, thickest, I say. When I open my eyes, everyone in the entire shop is staring at me. What? I think maybe you should reconsider, Morty says, his voice flat and even. And I probably should. Morty's thickest milkshake is rumored to be the thickest on the planet. But with everyone looking at me, I can't take it back. Yes, I say, tapping my foot and standing up straight. I want a large strawberry thickest milkshake. Thickest you got. Morty stares at me for a moment longer, giving me the opportunity to change my mind if I want to, but I don't. Suit yourself, he eventually says with a shrug. A few minutes later, Morty returns with Sally's small thick milkshake and Francine's large vanilla thicker milkshake and he places them on the counter. Where's mine, I ask? It's coming, Morty replies as he disappears out of sight. It takes Morty a whole five minutes to return with my milkshake. And when he does, he's sweating from head to toe and his otherwise clean apron is covered in red splatter. He looks more like a butcher than an ice cream parlor operator. Grunting, he lifts the milkshake and puts it on the counter. It makes a resounding thump and the counter, which is solid granite, starts to bow a little in the middle. There you go, Morty says, and then he takes a step back as if the milkshake that he prepared was an explosive device. I reach out and grab my milkshake. It's so heavy that I can barely hold it with both hands. The straw that Morty stuck in the top was different than the ones that my friends have. They have large plastic ones, 
while mine came out with something that was very wide and very hard. Metal, maybe. I can't believe you ordered that, Francine whispers. Why not? It's just a milkshake. Just a milkshake? Dolly says. Well, if that's the case, go on, try it. For some reason, I hesitate. Well, Sally and Francine urge. Fine. I slowly bring the straw to my lips and begin to suck. Nothing happens. I suck some more, but still nothing happens. The milkshake doesn't even budge. It's like concrete. What the heck? I put my lips back on the straw and then suck even harder. Still nothing happens. Shaking my head in confusion, I realize that everyone is staring at me, and I redouble my efforts. I suck as hard as I possibly can. I feel my ears tighten, and then something happens. The milkshake doesn't move up the straw, however. Instead, one of my lips, the top one, gets sucked into the straw. Confused, I try to pull back, but I can't. I can't even stop sucking. It's as if there's some sort of vacuum inside the milkshake. There's a loud plop as my bottom lip is pulled into the straw along with my top. With both hands, I try desperately to pull the milkshake away from my face, but it seems that the harder I pull, the more powerful the vacuum becomes. To my horror, my nose is pulled into the straw along with my lips, and then my chin. Before I can grasp what's happening, I feel pressure on the sides of my head, and then the entire thing is sucked into the straw. And yet, this nightmare isn't over. The suction continues, and in moments, my neck, chest, arms, and then my whole body is pulled into the straw and thrust out the other end. Only now does the milkshake move, displaced by my entire body which is inside the large cup, and slowly oozes onto the floor. I press against the plastic sides of the cup, but it's so tight and I'm squeezed so small that I can barely move. As I stare out into the world with one open eye, I see Morty standing over me, his face still sweating, his apron covered in red blotches. I tried to warn her, he says, his voice muffled through the plastic. We make the thickest milkshakes in the entire world. Then he picks up the milkshake and throws it in the garbage. P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror. Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine. P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror. Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine. Wig. No way, are you nuts? Johnny asked. Mark adjusted his glasses, pushing them up his nose. I dare you. Johnny, I dare you to take off Mr. Donald's wig. Johnny shook his head as he raised his eyes to the teacher who was busy scribbling on the blackboard. Mr. Donald was their English teacher. He was short, always wore the same khakis and button-down shirt, and had a mustache. But the most striking thing about him was his hair. While Mr. Donald's mustache was a deep brown, his hair was almost pitch black. Not only that, but his hair had the texture of straw. Even though he clearly put considerable effort into taming it, no product on earth could make it look like real hair. Nobody in the entire school knew why he wore the wig. After all, nobody cared if you were bald anymore. In fact, Johnny's own dad shaved his head the second his hairline started to recede. It was better that way. No pretending, no being fake. But apparently, Mr. Donald had missed that memo. And it wasn't like this wig was something new, either. 
Almost every student at Edinburgh Elementary School at one point stopped in the hallway and pointed at the old pictures behind the glass. There were various photographs of different sports teams from the school, the track team, the soccer team, even the chess club, and in them, even though some dated back 20 years, Mr. Donald could be seen smiling broadly. He looked younger then, but the one thing that was exactly the same was that wig. That ugly, black wig. Every so often during lunchtime, Mr. Donald's wig was brought up. Questions ranged from, what is it made of? Is it highly flammable? Does he wash it? But the most common one was, has anyone ever seen Mr. Donald without his wig? The answer, unequivocally, was always no. Which is why, what Mark was daring Johnny to do was almost unfathomable. I'm not doing it, Johnny whispered. Yeah, I knew you were a chicken. Johnny observed his friend and the way he refused to meet his gaze. If you're so brave, then why don't you do it? Johnny shot back. Now Mark looked them directly in the eyes. You think I won't? Johnny suddenly felt uncomfortable. He didn't like the idea of taking off Mr. Donald's wig. Who cares if it was unfashionable or even ugly? Mr. Donald had always been nice to him. Nah, that's fine. Forget it, Johnny said. No, wait, you don't think I'll do it. You think that I'm a wimp. Keep your voice down, Johnny urged. I'll do it. You watch, Johnny, because I'll do it. When Mark suddenly rose to his feet, Johnny grabbed for his arm and tried to pull him back down. But Mark shook free. Mr. Donald, can I go to the bathroom? Mr. Donald, who was still scribbling on the board, grumbled something that sounded like, fine, fine, just hurry up. Mark started to walk toward the classroom door, but when he was halfway there, he looked over his shoulder and winked at Johnny. Johnny waved his hand, trying to signal to Mark to leave the man alone, but his friend had other ideas. And while Mark was tall for his age, Mr. Donald was a short man. So, when he pretended to trip and used Mr. Donald to break his fall, his hands just so happened to land on the teacher's shoulder and head. Johnny watched in horror as Mark surreptitiously lifted the man's wig, just a little, just enough for the two of them to see what was beneath. And when Johnny saw the pink, moist, pulsating mass beneath, his heart stopped beating. I'm sorry, Mark stuttered, his eyes like dinner plates. I slipped. Mr. Donald quickly adjusted his wig, took a step back, and then observed the classroom. Johnny thought that the man would be incredibly upset, but he wasn't. Instead, he almost seemed to grin, especially at Johnny and Mark. Anybody else see that? Did anybody else see that? But as Johnny glanced around the room, it didn't appear to be the case. Everyone was just going about their day as usual. Except for Mark. Mark's eyes were always magnified by his thick glasses, but now it looked like he could see the craters of the moon. Not only that, but there was a dark stain on the front of the boy's pants. Mark had wet himself. But instead of going to the bathroom to clean up, Mark just collapsed into the chair next to Johnny. He was also shaking so badly that his chair was rattling and making an annoying tap-tap-tap sound. Did you see it? Mark whispered when Mr. Donald went back to writing on the blackboard. Johnny wasn't sure what he'd seen, so he half nodded and half shook his head. I saw it. Mark's voice was barely audible now. I'm not sure what I saw. I saw something, but what did you see? Johnny asked in the same whisper. Mark, what did you see beneath the wig? Mark swallowed hard, a sound that seemed impossibly loud in the otherwise quiet classroom. His brain, Mark said quietly. I saw Mr. Donald's brain beneath that wig. P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine. 